Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello, and welcome to Get On Purpose, Episode 6, Season 1. I'm your host, Karen James, or KJ, and I'm looking forward to today's episode because, you know, we're at the stage where we're starting to build our Get On Purpose framework. You know, we're at the stage where we have either our purpose defined or we're in the pursuit of purpose. We're clear on the difference between the terminology of purpose, mission, and vision. We're looking at our vision either at work or in our personal life, and we have a strong understanding of our underlying blueprint or our moral code, the principles which we live by. So today, I want to discuss the term values and why they matter so much. You know, values, you hear it a lot in our personal lives, at, you know, in training courses, at university, and at work. Terms from accountability to wisdom, there are hundreds of words which reflect what is essentially the things that matter to us most. And most importantly, that matter to us most right now. And, and that's the real distinction with values because values change. And, you know, I want to spend a moment just discussing the difference between what I call blueprint or, you know, a moral code and this thing called values. Let's call the blueprint our foundational values. You know, these are the things that don't change independent of where you are, what you're doing, what your age, they're your rock, they're your foundation. They're the things you know, if you say thou shall not kill, you're, you're never going to kill no matter how bad life gets, that kind of stuff. So, so this is, we discussed a lot in episode one, if you want to have a listen to that. But in today's episode, we're going to expand into the broader context of values, you know, what we, what we value right now. And, you know, these things change through time. You know, what I valued in the eighties, oh dear, in my 20s are extremely different than what I value now. And I've spent a lot of time working on myself and I would like to think that the values I had then are different and the values I have now are better because I've been consciously trying to make myself a better person. And I think the 80s were a time not quite like any other. So when we look at amazing cultures, whether it's community culture or university culture or work culture, typically has the common denominator that everyone's values are understood, discussed, and sit at the conscious level rather than the unconscious. And by what I mean by that is that people know what they value, people are sharing what they value, and and they're finding the intersection of, of each other's values so that there's a space where everyone's aligned and everybody can respect each other's values. You know, in my book, in the fable, one of the characters is Bob, Bob the banker, and you know he believes that he values family, but during the the story, he's presenting to uh, his son's year three or grade three class, a bunch of eight year olds, and afterwards he reflects and he thinks to himself, "I'm not living the value of family because I spend more time at work than I should, and I'm actually neglecting my family." He's not walking the talk. He's actually consumed by his work at the expense of his family even though in his mind he values family, but he's just not executing on it. So, you know, 
values are really important to be clear on it, particularly when we're at life's crossroads, you know, whether we're leaving school or about to get married, sharing values with your partner, dare I say getting divorced, understanding what are my new values going to be, changing careers, you know, investing money, healing from an illness. It's important to take inventory or stock of your values at this time because they might need to change. So where I think the rubber really hits the road of that intersection of personal and work is when you can actually know your personal values and have a look at the values of the company or the organization you work with or for or lead and see that intersection. You know, where is it that they are connecting or where are they not connecting? And worse, where are they rubbing up or conflicting? Because values... They're like passion, they're fuel in your pursuit of purpose. And they also provide an amazing filter to check your decision-making, to check your use of time, to check the people you're spending time with, and to check where you're working. You know, as a mother, I find the people I spend my time with, and more importantly, the people my daughters spend their time with, critical. Because if the values of those people are not aligned or well-intentioned, this can often bleed into our own values. It's a bit like corrosion. And parents know this all too well. You know, you've got a, one of your kids hanging around with the wrong people. It really matters. And you know, I think, you know, the word values probably isn't going to resonate with, with somebody who's 16. But what will resonate is what's important to you, what matters to you, what resonates. And this is why I end each episode with the same sentence every time, because what we do matters. You know, if we say we value friendship and that being a good friend is important to us, then what we do with our time matters. You know, if we continuously show up late, if we continuously put work in front of our friends or shopping in front of our friends, then we're not really living that value of friendship, you know? For example, if we value our health, if we say my health matters, it's why well, I value it, then what we eat matters. We've all heard this a million times, but then why don't we do it? Well, it's just that life gets in the way or we let it slip. We let our values slip to our unconscious and we don't have them front of mind. So the same can be said about work. You know, if money trumps humanity at work every time, then your organization is going to be operating with values that ignore the foundations or the blueprint and lead right to the bottom line. And when you lead right to the bottom line every time, this might be fantastic for the short-term stock market, but sooner or later, your organization is going to fail. Good people are going to leave and this simplistic value of just making money is going to catch up with you. So let's look at um, a particular value that many organizations are stating right now. It's innovation. And I know some of you are probably rolling your eyes because, you know, everyone seems to have that on their list. And, and I get that. But the reason why is because we are in a time of exponential techno technological growth. And it's the rapid pace is, is creating a lot of failed companies. So many, many companies, particularly those that use IT systems, which have been growing exponentially for decades now, have to have this front of mind. It matters to them because if they're not innovating and moving with technological times, they're going to fail. And, you know, this is 
the potential Kodak moment that every organization can have now. So you at a personal level may not connect with innovation. You may not be interested in technology. You may hate the cloud. And you, but let's just say right now, one of your personal values is financial stability. So this is where you can find that intersection. Because if you work for a company that needs to innovate, and one of your values that matters most to you right now is financial stability, well, that connection's really obvious. Because if the way you're working doesn't last, because they're not innovating, then it's not going to give you the financial stability you're seeking. So you can find a correlation of what matters to you, what matters to the organization, and you can connect with innovation. And you can connect with it in your own individual, unique way. Innovation isn't just about being technical. Innovation is being the curious person that asks the interesting questions. Innovation is about busting through the null hypothesis. By this, I mean, you know, the years, you know, in the beginning, people said the world is flat. And then someone said, no, I think it might be round. It's, it's being that individual that questions what everyone has taken as true. So innovation comes in many shapes and sizes. And when you become a leader in your organization of innovation, well, that's going to create financial stability. So there's, there's usually a way to find that intersection when both are good. And I think that these conscious links between the two create a shared culture. And as we've learned in many business training courses, culture eats strategy every day. So creating a culture in your organization, being a part of it, is going to give you the best success because without culture, success is an uphill battle. And so it's important to find that intersection. Um, so when you work at places, often these values are, are stuck on a wall or rolling on your screensaver or being, you know, put on Facebook or Instagram. And, you know, they don't really matter. They don't, they're just a waste of time if people do not live them. And what that means is that the leaders need to lead with the values. They need to lead by example and execute them every day. You can't expect anyone to trust or believe in you if you're not eating your own dog food. But most importantly, individually, we need to lead. We need to be the leaders of our lives. We need to know what we value and why we value it. Because if you don't know what you value and you walk into a organization, they've got values stuck over the wall, you're not going to be able to connect with them because you're not clear on your own. And no training course at work can create that connection because it starts with us. We need to be the leaders of our own life. We need to know what matters to us and then we need to live and breathe them. So assuming your organization leaders are actually living the values and everyone is being held accountable to them, well, that's a good starting point. But if you don't like them and you don't agree with them and you don't think you can have the discussion, then maybe it's time to change. But if you can have the discussion, be bold, be brave, and have those. See what you can do to maybe help change the culture, help create a new value that maybe the leadership team didn't think of, or your boss, or you as the founder haven't thought of because you've just got too busy. So have a think about all of that because it really matters. <music> 
now it's time for my favorite part, our get on purpose action. And you probably don't even need to listen to it because you know what it's going to be. It's about knowing our values, both at home and at work. And there's this great short survey on valuescenter.com. So it's valuescenter.com. It's free and you can just map out your top 10 values and they'll email it to you and you can start to have a think about it. But here's some questions to consider and please take note. What are your values right now in your life? And if you're a student, a business leader, a community leader, what are the values of your work? Map the two out, your values in your life, your values at work, and look for the intersections. And if nothing connects, or worse, they conflict, what are you going to do? You know, last GAPA, we discussed how we would be aggregating these GAPAs to make a plan to get on purpose. And that's what we're doing now. So we're shaping our blueprint, our foundational values, our purpose, our vision, and now our overall values. So take time to take the last four GAPAs and put them together on a single page. Use circles or lists or cartoons, whatever works for you, but map them all out. There's four things, your blueprint, your purpose, your vision, and your values. And remember, what you do matters. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe, we're on iTunes as Get On Purpose. And if you want to leave a comment or review on iTunes, we love it. Always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at Karen T. James. I've got loads more info over on the website, karentjames.com. You can also, you know, find us on social, in Facebook and Instagram, On Purpose Hub.